I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. This is week four of our... 2021 Billy Wilder month. Yeah. Our second time doing Billy Wilder as a theme month. Mm-hmm. So, And probably we'll do it one more time, I think. Yeah. Next year, because there's just so many. I think after that we have to start returning to Alfred Hitchcock's. Yeah. I uh, get complaints about how we haven't done a sufficient number of Hitchcock's. Mm-hmm. So... Well, this week our film is a historic film in a trivia sense. Yeah. So the comic team of Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. A classic, classic Classic team. Known known for Grumpy Old Men movies, known for The Odd Couple, known for several additional Billy Wilder films. A lot of people think that their first pairing was in The Odd Couple, which came out in 1968, but that is not true because Billy Wilder paired them together two years earlier in 1966, is The Fortune Cookie, a film about brothers-in-law engaged in attempted insurance fraud. Yeah. It's a comedy. And shenanigans. There's much shenanigans in this film. The first time I saw this, I was looking at my blog, and it must have been before 2005, because I didn't have a... uh, An Before late 2005, yeah. So I think I probably first saw this sometime between like 2003-2004 era. Hmm. This is probably the third or fourth time I've seen it. It still holds up. Yeah. Now you had said as we were starting that you thought you might have possibly seen this. Was that that true? I I think I've seen a couple scenes out of it, but I have not seen the whole Hmm. thing now. So I think I saw some of the scenes where Willie Gingrich is in his office, played by Walter Matthau. I think I saw a couple of the scenes when he's in the office, you know, talking with the lawyers mm-hmm. and things like that. But I had no recollection of Luther Boom Boom Jackson, played by Ron Rich, or Cliff Osmond, who plays Chester Perky. I had no recollection of either of those characters. Mm-hmm. So. so the basic outline of this is uh, Jack Lemmon plays Harry Hinkle. He is a CBS sports cameraman based in the Cleveland, Ohio area. I guess he'd worked various odd jobs as a cameraman, because he mentions yeah. earlier that he'd done some commercials that his ex-wife had been in for a linoleum company. That she was seeing the ads for the linoleum mm. company. Anyway, he is filming a Cleveland Browns home game, and their star player, Luther Boom Boom Jackson, Luther Boom Boom Jackson hits him accidentally during a play, and knocks him over a big rolled-up tarp, and he kind of lands on his neck, and he's he's unconscious. And the ambulance has to come and take him away. Boom Boom Jackson is disturbed by this, and we later learn backstory about how his father had been a heavyweight fighter who had... Had he killed somebody? Or yeah. just he'd killed somebody he in killed the ring? killed someone in the ring, yeah. And after he killed that person in the ring, he became an alcoholic, and his career was just over. Yeah. And so there's this kind of psychic thing in the background that if... If he accidentally hurts somebody, he just he can't deal with it. And so he starts, in subsequent games, being uh, a worse player. Yeah. Kind of throwing things. And, and he, he just he wants to spend time. And he with, starts drinking. Yeah, Harry Hinkle. And he wants to help him out. And he starts drinking. And this is threatens to basically destroy his life. But Walt Willie Gankrich, Whiplash Willie the shyster lawyer, uh, brother-in-law of Harry Hinkle, has stumbled upon a piece of information that when he was a child, Harry was uh, playing parachutist with his sister, 
and put a crack in his bone and those cracks are going to seem you can't tell how old they are on an x-ray and it's like we can we can play this up and so he's got this whole scheme uh where harry uh, pretends he has these various injuries and pretends these various double vision and they even inject him in the hospital with some paralysis stuff so that it can so that his arm goes and his leg go numb when when the doctors from the opposition from the uh yeah the legal uh defense fund for the insurance company decide to test him and he's playing up this idea walter is that you can get back with your ex-wife who is played by judy west sandy hinkle who had left him for another man and to try to pursue a, a music career and but of course Judy or Sandy is playing an angle of her own. Yeah, yeah. So she she thinks she can get some money out of this insurance settlement to to try to 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 do to an put act together, an act, yeah, and to try to get on the circuit. And then Cliff Osman plays uh, Chester Perky, who is the, uh, private the best private investigator in the business, who's supposed to get the dirt that shows that there's no way that Whiplash Willie's brother is seriously hurt. And his efforts, he bugs their apartment. He has a camera set up in the apartment across the way. I like that set. There's a lot of exterior stuff that was actually done in the Columbus, Ohio area. Oh, yeah? But they've got an actual street where they've got these two buildings across from each other. And it just, I'm, I, I'm all but positive that the interior of the apartment was probably done in Hollywood. Yeah. And another interesting thing about this film is it's the second Jack Lemmon, Billy Wilder film in which he spends much of his time in his apartment. Yeah. And both apartments aren't great apartments, but are on par with my apartment. <laughs> I kind of liked this apartment. Yeah, yeah. It's a little nicer, maybe than it's a little nicer than the apartment he has in the apartment. Uh, well, they're about par on par. The one in the apartment's a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know, and it's actually got like the bedroom separate from the mm, living room stuff true. like that. So yeah. I was going to mention that I wrote Ron Rich's original Wikipedia page. Did you? Yeah, back in 2004. Really? You know how they'll have those little red links that said, this is a guy who should have an entry, but he didn't have an entry? He didn't have an entry. So I wrote what was the entry, and I checked it today, and I think there's been like an extra sentence added on to it, but it's basically what I wrote 15 years ago. Seriously? Yeah. Ron Rich um, did not have much of a movie career. He's only been about three movies. I think he's quite good in this. Yeah. But, you know, in a, in a limited range... Uh, Judy West, who plays Sandy Hinkle, is fine. We, I, I asked you how old you thought she was in the film, and you, you guessed 29, but she's actually 23 when she filmed this, though she looks older than 23. A bit. yeah. She had a middling career, mostly TV stuff, I think. Cliff Osman, Chester Perky, he's kind of the standout supporting part in this film. He's a great character actor that Wilder worked with in... Three additional films. He was also in Irma LaDuce in 63, Kiss Me Stupid in 64, and again in the front page in 74. He's mostly known for his TV work and his Disney work. He was in Return of the Apple Dumpling Gang and the North Avenue Irregulars. Uh, he was also a voice in The Mouse and His Child, which if we do a non-Disney cartoon month, is a strong contender. Further thoughts? Yeah, this is just a fun film. I'm actually, I guess I'm skipping ahead. I'm trying to think where I'm going to place this, where I'm going to rank this in our Billy Wilder theme month. Oh. 
it's I guess we should get around to rating the film on its own before we get to that but it's I mean it's a solid film it's fun is this the best Wilder film I've seen no is it the even I, I guess I could go ahead and say it's not even in the top five of the Billy mm-hmm. Wilders I've seen but there's it's fun it, it really it's isn't fun. it's intended it's, to be nothing more yeah. than fun it's not intended to be anything that deep yeah, it uh, did pretty good at the box office. It cost three point seven million dollars to make. It made six point eight million. Yeah, so that's a that's a healthy return. Critics. Were, this was back when Wilder was with United Artists. Yeah, uh, with the Marish Company, who was distributed principally through United Artists. Vincent Canby of the New York Times. It was a fine, dark, gag-filled hallucination of the film. Variety found that it was generally amusing, often wildly so, but overlong which I can see. It feels like this film probably could have chopped 10, 15 minutes off of it. And a Hollywood reporter called it Billy Wilder's best film since The Apartment and his funniest since Some Like It Hot. Hmm. Now, the stand, now, Jack Lemmon's great. I love Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon's doing the kind of sad sack thing that he did in The Apartment. It's, yeah. it's a very similar uh, performance. The standout performance is Walter Matthau as William H. Whiplash Willie Gankrich, the shyster lawyer brother-in-law. I had mentioned to you as we were watching that to watch for when when Matthau switches to the big dark coat. Yeah. And the reason he starts to wear this dark coat at the end of the film is to make him seem like he has more bulk because midway through production he had a heart attack. And they had to shut down production for a series of weeks during which he lost 30 pounds. That's so crazy. for continuity purposes, they had to do some kind of visual trick, and this was the easiest one to do, to make it look like he hadn't uh, had a massive weight loss. So he was 46 when he had his heart attack. Mm-hmm. Evidently, he was bo- looks like he was born in 1920. It's a great performance. In fact, Walter Matthau won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. With this character. Really? I hadn't looked that far yet. He's just such a smarry guy, and just such a conniving guy, but, but he's also likable in his smarriness. And yeah. He's got that little office in that, that big building downtown that the, the larger law firm has like several floors, and he's just got this little little office, and he hasn't replaced his secretary since he married the old secretary ten years earlier. Yeah. Uh, which is, I thought it was uh, pretty entertaining when he sister. has the three big wig lawyers uh, yeah, it come is down little... to his tiny office. So he's offering this this list of, can I get you X? Can I get you Y? You know, can I get you coffee? Can I get you sauerkraut juice? Yeah. And then he mentions Delaware Punch. So I looked up Delaware Punch. Delaware Punch is kind of a regional soda. Really. It's still around. It's named for Delaware County, Ohio, not for the state of Delaware. Uh But it's mostly sold in Texas and Louisiana and in Mexico. But it it still exists. Huh. Can you get that at the novelty store? Yeah. We We should see if we could special order it. Yeah. Probably get some off of Amazon. So I was just glancing. This was nominated for additional Oscars besides winning for Best Supporting Actor. It also was written or nominated for Best Writing, Story and Screenplay, written directly for the screen for Wilder. Wilder and I.L. Dynam. Yep. And then nominated for Best Cinematography, Black and White. It's a fine-looking film. Yeah. It was a Oscar nominee for Best Art Direction, Set Decoration, Black and White. And then nominated for a number of other awards. But yeah, it was nominated for four Oscars. 
Which I was slightly surprised by, but I don't know a lot about 1966 films. Well, they so. still would have had those. I don't know when they phased it out. Probably around this time that they had the color and black and white categories for yeah. cinematography. You know, it's a witty film. It's consistently funny. Again, it, it's it's not deep. There's some really good lines in it, none of which I could do justice to because it's the pat-a-pat of uh, Walter, Walter Matthau that, that really sells it. I mean, he's yeah. got this whole voice and aura to him that is just the ultimate huckster lawyer. Yeah. One thing we have failed to mention so far is this film takes a very unique format. Yeah, It has a chapter format. Mm-hmm. And the chapters are named, and they play the chapter titles on the screen. I did not get all of the chapter titles written down, but I was going to give you some examples. The Caper, Legal Eagles, The Chinese Lunch, which is when he's getting injected at the hospital, mm-hmm. The Snake's Nest, which is when the lawyers talk about, the or The pit. Doctor, oh yeah, sorry, The Snake Pit. The one doctor from Switzerland talks about how they drop, they find to find out if a patient's faking, they would drop him in a snake pit. And he said if they climbed out, they were faking. And they said, well, what happens if they if they die or if they get bit by the snake? And he says, we lose the patient, but we found an honest man. <laughs> the goldfish bowl, when they start the surveillance. Return of Tinkerbell. The longest night. The other blonde, mm-hmm. which is when the bar scene fight, yeah, yeah. bar fight scene happens. The Indian Givers. The Taste of Money. The Better Mouse Trap. And the final score. Yes. And so the way the film ends is eventually Hinkle just, he can't deal with it. The the fact that he's destroying Boom Boom Jackson's life and the fact that his wife's playing his him. His wife's playing him and he figures that out and he knows his brother-in-law is his brother-in-law and he just, he can't do it. And so he allows the cameraman across the street to see him do all sorts of physical acrobatics in the apartment to prove that he's not really injured. This is after the Cliff Osmond character comes even, across the street. He even tells the guy operating the camera what settings to put the camera on. Yes, he does. So Cliff Osmond comes across the street when they're, they're told to pack it in because the, the law firm's going to settle. And he race baits. And I'd forgotten this scene. You were a little surprised when he, when he uses no language that is, ex, you know, not, not, no N-word or anything like that. There was he, the one that was Yeah, bad. the one that's kind of bad. Yeah. But he, he race baits him because he knows how much uh, Hinkle's gotten to like Boom Boom. And uh, he punches him. And Cliff Osmond goes to the guy across the street. Did you get that? He's like, I don't know. It was kind of dark. And he's like, you want another go? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the expressions on Cliff Osmond's face. He's just got a great comedy face. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. And then he runs over His to... other uh, real funny one was uh, the lawyers who made the joke about after you shake... Willie Gingrich's hand, you need to count your fingers. Mm-hmm. And he's putting on his gloves and <clears throat> as he's walking out of the oh. office and he shakes Willie Gingrich's hand and he puts his glove up and one of the, the fingers is limp. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this was this was fun. I'm glad I saw this. Yeah. yeah. Should we go on to ratings? Yes, how would you rate this film? I would rate this film, I'm going to go three. I'm also a three, and I'm seven on seven, this time. Yeah, I'm seven. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time we've been dead even on a Billy Wilder. On both categories too. Yeah, both scales. Yeah. So the four movies this month was Lady of Burlesque, Stalag Thirteen, Spirit of St. Louis, and The Fortune Cookie. How would you rate the four? I would put Stalag Thirteen number one, Spirit of St. Louis number two, and then for the 
the final places they're they're neck and neck. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put the fortune cookie three and Lady of Burlesque four, but they could have easily switched places if if we had just watched Lady of Burlesque, that yeah. might be a little higher. I think you're dead on. I think you've got the rating exactly right. Indeed. We're in complete agreement. Yeah. Which is not Fairly the rare. most common. Mm-hmm. We've been lined up a couple times on Lately, our... Lately, we've been getting more in sync. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I, I don't remember for sure the all four that we did the first time. I was going to say maybe we should rate all eight in order. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been too long. I think Sunset Boulevard would still be pretty high. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, anything else to add on this one? No. It's I'm Rob. It's fun month. I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And, this and is, I'm interrupting you. This is Rob and Nate record a podcast. How much weight did you say you lost? 30 pounds. Yeah. Billy Wilder's second film in a row in which his lead actor suffered a heart attack in his preceding film, Kiss Me Stupid, Peter Sellers' health problems forced Wilder to replace him with Ray Walston. That's crazy. That's kind of a shame that uh, Peter Sellers and Billy Wilder never worked together. They seemed like they'd have been a, a good pairing. When Cliff Osman asked Billy Wilder how to play the private detective, Wilder, always a man of a few words, of few words where actors were concerned, said, Innocent pursuit, incessant, incessant pursuit, relent, relentless, plays Javert. <laughs> that was funny. On the third day of filming, Billy Wilder gave Walter Matthau a direction with which he disagreed. Instead of arguing, Matthew said, You speak kind of funny, Billy. Are you from out of town? <laughs> but you can imagine Walter Matthews, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow. Jack Lemmon's wheelchair ballet, You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To, lasts three and a quarter minutes and was completed in one take. Wow. That would have been difficult to do. And Frank Sinatra and Jackie Gleason were both considered for the Whiplash Willie role. Yeah. Uh, but Walter Matthau was different. recommended by Jack Lemmon for the yeah. part. It would have been a very different movie if either of those guys... Both of those guys could do it. I think the Gleason one would probably have been more fun to watch than Sinatra. Yeah. But Sinatra would have brought you know his quality to it uh, where you could kind of see how he would be a lawyer that could get away with stuff because he's a great Sinatra's charming guy. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think it would have played as well. Yeah. I mean, this was uh, really a godsend to... To math out, you know, got the Oscar. I mean, went had a heart attack for he deserved the Oscar. Yeah. It's like that—that yeah. that probably helped put him up in the in the rankings. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else on this one. How about you? I'm good. Cast member that I really want to say anything about: Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Ron Rich, Judy West, and, and Cliff Osman. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all you need to mention. <laughs> The obligatory. Ah, yes. Sound of refreshment. Let's check the mic level. Something different. That was something different. It made an interesting waveform. Yeah. Yeah. Different than tapping it with a pen. See if you compare that to this. Oh, those look the same. Yeah. We'll have to see when I spread it out more. Mm-hmm.
<laughs> what? We just wasted a bunch of time on an entomological waveform thing that it, probably will never make the final recording because no, no. it'll pop people's ears. It'll and... pop people's ears and because you don't get the benefit of seeing the waveforms. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? <coughs> yeah. Delaware Punch? Delaware Punch. Let's look and see. This will make riveting audio. Uh -huh. Delaware Punch. On, there's the search criteria. It does not like a, look like you can get Delaware Punch on Amazon, but has been searched for on Amazon. Mm. I'm glad that we've embarked on such a productive tangent. <laughs> you know me and Amazon. Yeah.